Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power packed message already in progress. All of my help, 
I don't know about you, but all of my help, all of my help comes from the Lord. Psalms 121 says that I set my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the maker. The maker of the heavens and the earth. I want to give all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise to him. Because he has been so good to me. I don't know about you, but the Lord has been so good to me. So before I jump into my sermon today, I also wanted to use this opportunity to thank PGC in general. I want to thank you for all the love, for all the support, you have given me for all the time that I've been in the U.S. I also want to thank you for the support that you give to Uganda. A couple of weeks ago, I had a PGC send a very huge donation to one of the orphanages in Uganda that was struggling in the pandemic. So I want to thank you for being the hands and the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I will also thank the pastor for giving me the opportunity to stand before you today and for also always praying for me. I know she told me that uh, she was not going to be able to be here, but she is watching. And I will tell you one thing, when you have pastor on your prayer team, you better be ready to experience the goodness of the Lord. And talking about my prayer team, Hub is one of the people who are on my prayer team. He's always praying for me and always encouraging me. So thank you for being here with me today. Why don't we pray? Good and gracious King, I give you all the praise. For I know all my help comes from you alone. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak before your people. I pray the Lord you will use me. I pray that your light will shine through me as I stand before your people, O oh God. And I pray the Lord, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, Lord, will be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, I believe and pray. Amen. Amen. So, we so before we dive into God's word, I want to tell you a very short story of how I came to be the speaker of the hour today. So uh, after graduating from my master's program at North Carolina State University, my wonderful host family decided to do a graduation party for me to celebrate God's goodness. So when pastor came, for my graduation party, she brought for me a very beautiful gift. 
but she also carried for me a message. She told me that, Eddie, I want you to prepare someone for the church. <laughs> so days later, as I think about what to speak about, she sent me a text. And she asked me, Eddie, are you available on July 11th to speak? When I look at the dead, it is my birthday. Right at that moment, I felt the Spirit of God to just tell me, go and preach about God's provision. Yes. Because when I look at my life, I'll tell you all I can see is God's provision. Yes. It has been God and God alone who has provided for me tuition in school. He has been God and God alone he has, who has provided for me a shelter. It's been God and God alone who has kept my family, friends, and all my relatives safe during the pandemic. And I believe everyone here can testify to God's provision. Now, would you please turn with me to 1 Kings 17. I'm going to be sharing from verses 1. No, you may stay seated. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, I'm going to be sharing from verse 1. I know we've already read through this portion of scripture. Elijah, who was one of the greatest prophets of God, first appears in the Bible here in 1 Kings 17. He was given a very brief introduction as a Tishbite from Tishbe in Galilee. Now, God had given him a very hard task. And that task was to go and tell Ahab that there was going to be neither dew nor rain in the next few years until God says otherwise. So who is this Ahab? Ahab was the king of Israel for 22 years. And during his reign, the Bible describes him as a king who did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than those who were before him. He set up altars and built temples for his idol called Baal. Yet God had commanded Israel not to worship any other God except him. The Bible continues to say that he did all this to provoke the God of Israel. I wonder when you watch the news, if you see people today who do things that really provoke God. So God sends him a very strong message, and that was through his prophet Elijah. When Ahab hears the message, he's probably not happy, and he makes Elijah his public enemy number one. So God tells Elijah that I want you to leave this place. I want you to turn eastward and hide in the Kerith Ravine. When I looked up this word, Kerith Ravine, I saw that it means being cut off. But you know, Elijah did not ask questions. He just followed what God told him to do. God continues to tell him in verse 4 that he's going to be drinking from the brook and that he had directed the ravens to feed him there. 
verses 5 says that Elijah did what the Lord told him to do. He went to the Kerith ravine, and the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Now, a powerful lesson that I want us to learn from this portion of scripture is about obedience. When I looked up this word obedience in the Bible dictionary, it is defined as hearing God's word and acting according to it. Elijah gives us here a very great example of obedience. He had a very hard task to do. He never asked questions. He obeyed. When God told him to go to a place that is cattle, he never asked questions. He obeyed. And we see that God provides him there following his obedience. And right at this moment, I'm going to take some time and share with you my personal story about obedience. When I was in Uganda, I owned a small store which was selling mainly children's clothes. Now time came when my sales declined, yet I used to continually pray for my business and, you know, applied all the economics that I'd learned in school, doing everything that I can to make sure that this business succeeds. I had a piece of land, so I decided to sell it off and add more new stock into this business. And I thank God that in the last quarter of 2016, my sales went up. As I continue to pray for this business, I receive a very deep, a deep conviction within me that I had to sell that business. I struggled with that conviction because I could not know how I was going to survive. Uh, you've all heard my story. You know the responsibilities I have. So I was questioning myself, why was God bringing this to me? When we cross over to the next year, that was 2017, our church used to encourage their congregation to spend the first week in prayer and fasting to dedicate their plans to God. So as I was praying and fasting that week, I was asking God, what do you want me to do? Confirm it to me that you want me to leave this business. After that week of prayer and fasting, the next week, my cells were abnormally low. I told my sisters and my friends that I'm going to sell this business this month, that I was going to leave that place. Go and we apply together. I was excited about this, so I joined that friend of mine, and we went to apply for graduate school to the US. Thank God, I applied for uh, an MBA in George Mason University in Virginia, and I got accepted. After getting accepted, I work on my visa, and I get my student visa. After getting my visa, the sponsor who had helped me throughout the process fails to commit. So I begin crying out to God to provide a sponsor. Now, as I scroll through my Facebook, I see a post from Paige. I don't know if some of you know Paige, but Paige is the founder. Before I, before I describe who Paige is, the post was saying, Paige was saying that she was coming to visit Uganda in a couple of days. Paige is the founder 
of Embrace Uganda, which is a non-profit based in Work Forest, that we are one of the major sponsors of the orphanage that I grew up from in Uganda. So when I see this post from Paige, I quickly reach out to her. And before I, uh, I continue there, Paige had spent seven years without visiting Uganda. And here she shows up at the moment when I was looking for a sponsor. Isn't that God, isn't God amazing? So I quickly reach out to Paige and you know, tell her my situation. And she said, Eddie, when I come to Uganda, let us meet and talk. When she comes to Uganda, she tells me that, Eddie, you know, we cannot afford that school, but we can work on transferring you to WebTech and maybe look for sponsors who can afford WebTech. I was very excited because I was not going to lose my visa. We did missionary work with her for about a month. Then she flew back to the US. A couple of weeks later, I joined her in the US. She works on transferring me to WebTech, and thank God that was a success. And then she gets me sponsors. Later on, she reaches out to Billy and Kim, who are members of this church, and asks them if they could host me. They are very gracious enough, and they allowed me to stay with them. I'll tell you from that moment on, all I've experienced are God's blessings. And those blessings... And those blessings started with obedience. I had to leave the shore to be where I am right now. Another great example in the Bible about obedience is uh, of Abraham. You know, you've all heard this story, probably. God ordered Abraham to sacrifice his son. Abraham did not ask questions. He just obeyed. And when Abraham obeyed, God provided a ram. And he told him that, you know, instead of sacrificing your ram, instead of sacrificing your son, I want you to sacrifice the ram instead. When Abraham experienced this, he named that place Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. And we all know that from that point onwards, Abraham experienced God's blessings. So, I want us to think about something for a moment. What is God asking you to do? That is uh, something that I really want you to ponder about. What is God asking you to do? Is God calling you to be a good parent? Is God calling you to be a good child? Is God calling you to join ministry? Is God calling you probably to support the summer food program? This, this is something that I really want you to think about. Something else that is really interesting happens here. The brook that was supplying water to Elijah dries up. And God 
told Elijah to go to the widow in Zarephath. I'll tell you that sometimes our supply will dry up because God wants us to move from where we are to where he wants us to be. There is a, a very good story of uh, my friend called Robert. He was doing a master's in civil engineering at Marshall University in West Virginia. Robert got an internship with a company that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> the executives really liked him. And when he graduated, they gave him a job. After Robert doing this job for about a year, he decides to buy for himself a car. When Robert buys for himself a car, his workmates got jealous. And they began to do everything that they can to get Robert out of that place. And they succeeded. One day, the executive, one of the executive calls Robert and tells him that, you know, I'm very sorry. We are going to have to let you go. But I know you're a very good person, so I'm going to write for you a very good recommendation later. As Robert comes to pick his staff from the office, the workmates begin to laugh at him. As they laugh at him, Robert begins to speak to himself. He told me, Eddie, I spoke to myself. So sometimes when we are down, we need to speak to ourselves. He's, he told himself that, you know, they think that my life depends on this job. But my life is so much more. God has a purpose for me and God will provide. And I'll tell you that after Robert left that place, he begins working on getting a new job. He sends out his resume. He spends, you know, more quiet time with God. And then as someone reaches out to him, you know, saying that this, this might not be a job for your qualifications, but maybe you can give it a try. And he described the job as, you know, we buy stuff online from stores and we just want you to pick them up, then deliver them to the destination that we'll tell you using FedEx. So Robert said, okay, maybe let me try it. After making two deliveries, police shows up on his door. And they tell him that we are arresting you for impersonation. It is at that point that Robert realizes that he has been working with criminals, corn men. So he goes into jail and explains to the police, and the police realize that Robert was a victim of circumstance. So thank God that they are able to understand him and they released him. Robert never gives up even with this challenge. He continues seeking God and he continues pushing out his resume. In February of 2020, I'll tell you that Robert got a very good job with the best engineering firm in the US. And when a, 
when I saw that, you know, I said to myself that, you know, Robert, God removed Robert from that toxic environment because he wanted him to be where he is right now. And the most amazing thing about Robert's new job was that after Robert gets up this job, he decides to sponsor a child in Colombia through Compassion International. So God did not only bless Robert, but he's also blessing another child in Colombia. So when we go back to Elijah's story, we, re we, we realize something similar. You know, God tells him to leave this Kareth Ravine place to go and bless a widow in Zarephath. And I'll tell you this widow was probably afraid because of the catastrophic drought that they're experiencing. She was ready to give up. Because when you read, the Bible says that, you know, Elijah asked for water and bread. The widow says that she doesn't have bread but a handful of flour and a little oil to the jar to make a meal enough for her and her son to eat and then die. After Elijah hears this, Elijah says that you don't have to be afraid. And this is what God is telling someone who is discouraged today. Someone who might be anxious because of the pandemic, just like this widow who was experiencing this catastrophic drought, that you don't have to be afraid. God wants us to replace our fear with faith. God says that he will always supply our needs according to his glorious riches that are in heaven. I'll tell you, if God can provide for the birds in the air, if he can provide for those fish in the sea, he will surely provide for you. So God is calling us to exercise our faith. And then the last thing that I'll speak about is seeking him, continuously seeking him not only when things are going right, but at all times. There are so many verses in the Bible that encourage us to seek God. When you read Matthew 6, 33, it tells us to first seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto you. When you read Psalms 33, 10, Lord reminds us that the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. So as I conclude, I want to encourage you with these three main points. Seek the Lord, have the faith in everything that you do, and be obedient. God will always provide for you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.p.
pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.